Amen. It's good to see all of y'all. Appreciate y'all being here with them. Appreciate y'all supporting them this morning. And I know um, it's been a busy weekend for you guys. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Lots of activities. Lots of activities for you parents. And lots of things are going on. And um, uh, this morning, if you've got your Bibles, I want to invite you to turn with me over to 1 Kings chapter 3. We're going to look at 1 Kings and we're going to jump over into Proverbs for just a little bit. I want us to not just think this morning for these seven on the front row, but think for all of us in the room. These are truths and principles, yes, that they can apply, but it's truths and principles that we as the, the congregation, we as the local body, the church, can apply to our lives every single day. It's a principle that I have I read somewhere along the way back as a kid, as a little person. I read it and I saw what God did and it just blew me away and I, I ask for it all the time. I pray it all the time. It's for wisdom. Praying for wisdom. And I don't know if you pray for wisdom. I don't know if that's something you pray for, but even for you guys, I don't know if wisdom is something you pray for on a regular basis, but I think you should. And here's why, because God gives it. God gives wisdom. Look at the, look at the context here. Um, David has died. King David has passed on, and Solomon, his son, has become king. And in chapter 3, 1 Kings chapter 3, beginning in verse 5, God asked Solomon here, God asked Solomon here a question, and he, it's almost like a genie in a bottle kind of thing. It's one of them, if you had one wish, what would you ask for? Verse 5, and Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night, and God said, ask what you wish me to give you. Can you imagine the God of this universe asking you, just ask whatever you know, if we're not careful, our minds will wonder and we'll ask for things we really don't need or we'll ask for things that will run out. But notice what Solomon asked for. Then Solomon said, You have shown great loving kindness to your servant David, my father, according to, according as he walked before you in truth and righteousness and uprightness of heart toward you. And you have reserved for him... This great loving kindness that you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David. Yet I am but a little child. I do not know how to go out and come in. Your servant is in the midst of your people which you have chosen a great people who are too many to be numbered. Notice his request. So give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, to discern between good and evil, for who is able to judge this great people of yours? Guys, that's not just where these seven sit, but it's where every single one of us sit this morning. As we, we sit, there are going to be nurses and Teachers and military, all these different things that their plans are. And, and they've got all of these dreams and all of these visions. And yet they've got to make decisions every single day to get to those goals and those dreams. 
Every single day we have choices to make. We have choices to make to discern between right and wrong. How do, we, how do we know how to discern? How do we know what to choose? How do we know the difference? It's wisdom. Guys, we've got to ask for wisdom. A discerning heart. He says, he says give, give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, to discern between good and evil. To discern between what's right and what's wrong. To discern between what you would have me to do or what this world and my fallen mind and my fallenness would have me to do. Guys, I don't think that's something we should ever stop asking for. God, give me a discerning spirit. Give me a discerning heart. Let me be able to look at a situation and see it the way you see it. Well, God, let me, let me look at life. Let me look at whether it's career choices, relationship choices, whatever the choice is. God, give me, give me wisdom, Lord. Please, give me wisdom. Let me, let me discern. Let me, let me know what you want me to do. I don't want to do what I want to do. I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. God, I want to do what you're, you want me to do. God, that's what I ask for. And... Church, it's important. Students, it's important. In Scripture, when we see people ask and God give, we should pay really close attention. What was his motive? What was his focus? What was his reason? And what there's humility in his response. Oh Lord, you have made your servant king, verse 7, in place of your dad, in place of my father David, yet I am but a little child. Here's King Solomon sitting here recognizing and admitting to God, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing here. God, I don't have a clue. I need help. Never outgrow needing help. Never get too big. Never arrive. Never. If you ever arrive, you're in the wrong spot. Always. Lord, I need, I need wisdom. I need guidance. Lord, help me to make this right decision. God, I don't know what to do. Lord, everybody else is saying this, but Lord, what do you want me to do? Notice God's response. Verse 10, it was pleasing. It was pleasing in the sight of the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. So you know what that tells us, church? It pleases God when you and I sit there and admit God, I don't know what to do. Lord, yeah, take Solomon for example. He, he watched his daddy. He watched his daddy live. He watched his daddy serve. He watched his daddy lead faithfully. He saw all of that. He should have learned. Here's the deal. We say by now you should have gotten it. You never get it. You never, we never arrive at this place. We never we never tap out and, and be as wise as we can possibly be. No, there's always more. Solomon is the extreme example. Jesus, of course, but God says it here. Look at verse 11. He says, God said to him, because you have asked this thing and have not asked for yourself long life, nor have asked for riches for yourself, nor have you asked for life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself discernment to understand justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. 
Behold, I have given you a wise and discerning heart, so that there has been no one like you before, nor shall one like you arise after you. And notice this. Guys, when we, when our hearts are right, when we're where we're supposed to be, when we're hungering and seeking after the God of this universe, there's no limits. The, the box God's in is the box we put Him in. He's in no box. He is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-capable. He is God. He's limitless. He can do whatever, period. When we think, well, there's no way, you're limiting God. When we say, well, well, that can never happen, you're limiting God. When you say, I can't, you're basically saying God can't. Because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. It's not in our own strength we live this life. It's not in our own power. God didn't just give him wisdom, but he also, I've also, verse 13, given you what you've not asked. Both riches and honor, so that there will not be any among the kings like you all your days. If you walk, notice that if. Here's the deal. You can't go out and live for the world and then come back and, 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 and basically, you can't go out and live for self and be all about you and forget God altogether. And then when you hit rock bottom, come back to this genie in the bottle and say, Where are you at, Lord? I remember that sermon that preacher preached that, Hey, if I just ask, Lord, I need discernment. I need an understanding heart. Don't. If you'll listen to Him. If you'll walk in my ways. You can't, you can't walk in the ways of the world and use Him. You can't live with the world and run with the world. And I'm telling you guys, what God has for you is far better than what this world can ever offer. College is going to be fun and you're going to have all these parties and all of this stuff and all this here kind of stuff. But it's all temporal. And it, it's all temporal and it'll all mess you up. It'll mess you up. Test the spirits. Test the spirits, those that run to you, those that say, come on, let's run with us, let's go do this, let's go do that, let's go do that. Be wise. You don't just go because everybody else is going. You don't just run because everybody else is running. What will God do? What would God want you to do? Lord, Lord God, I pray for wisdom, I pray God for guidance, and I pray for Direction, I pray. Turn over to Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2. You say, what is wisdom? In Proverbs, I just read a verse, stay in 2, but listen to verse, chapter 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Look at Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. Same opening as two for those of you that's turning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Before you act, pray. Before you act, seek God. Before you make a decision, what would God do? Before you make a choice, Lord God, what do you want me to be doing? 
You know what fools do? Ignore that. They just run headlong into the decisions, into the lives. You know, you seven. Josh stood right over here and he read that, hey, she's going to so-and-so school and he's going to so-and-so school and he's going off to do this and to do that and to do that. If you've not prayed about it and sought and covered it in prayer and bathed it in prayer and sought godly counsel, don't be making that decision just yet. Because what brought you to that point? Well, my friends were doing it. I'm not saying, but that's what happened. My friends were doing it, and that's just cool, and I think that would be fun, and me, 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 me. Lord, what do you want me to do? God, what is your desire for my life? What is your will for my life? Rest of you, every single day, all through the day, not just in, not just in career, school, choice, decisions, but in every day, Lord, how do you want me to act right now? Show me, God, how you want me to act. What do you want me to say? God, give me, Lord, I don't want to, I don't want to dishonor you. I want to please you. God, give me wisdom. Help me to respond. God, give me the words to say right now. Lord, guide me. Help me. Fools ignore that. Fools ignore that. Look over in chapter 2. My son, if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you, listen to this. You say, I want that. I've been asking. I've been asking for wisdom. I've been praying for wisdom. Could it have been, though, one of those situations to where it was that picture I showed of, of I lived for myself and I found a, a rocky spot or a bottom and I messed up and I need help. Save me, Lord. Is that the model? Is that the pattern? Is that your reality? Because there is a model for how to do it. It's right here. There's a model for, look, look at my son, if, if, fools despise it, but if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you, make your ear attentive to wisdom, incline your heart to understanding, for if you cry for discernment, and lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as a hidden treasure. It's not light. It's not flippant. It's not random. It's not casual. It's not, hey, it's church. Let me go find that Bible. And you uncover everything and you find it, there it is. Let me go to church. That's foolish. Where's the YouTube channel? Where's the Cliff Notes version? Where's the conference I can go to? Where's the, where's the, the quick, easy? It's right there. 
Can you water it down? Can you tell me what it says? Can you make it simple for me? Can you? It's right there. You don't know the, you don't know, you don't know the answer. It's right there. You don't know. It's not casual. It's not casual. If you seek her as silver. And search for her as a hidden treasure. If I were to tell y'all that there's a million dollars buried in this building. A real literal million dollars buried in this building. You would literally. There's a chance that people would literally die. In this very room right now. Getting out the doors. Over money. You would look for it with everything you got. You wouldn't stop. That drive, that passion, that hunger would, 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 would. That's what God is talking about. If you search for it, if you hunger for it, if you seek it with all your heart. Then, verse 5, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From His mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He's a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice, and He preserves the way of His godly ones. Then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity and every good course. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will guard you and understanding will watch over you. Lord, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom, God. In decisions and situations and in moments. It's not Googling it. It's not YouTubing it. It's not calling a friend. It's, Lord, what do you want me to do? Big church, rest of you. He can't be our last resort. He's our only resort. He can't be. He can't be when we've exhausted every other. He is everything. Period. Fools despise this. Fools hear this and continue on their way, chasing the world's dreams, chasing flesh's dreams, and verses. Lord, what do you want me to do? There's a sense of humility we see there in Solomon. There's a sense of humility, church, that it takes, young people, that it takes. There's a sense of humility that, you know what, I don't have all the answers. I don't have a clue. Lord, you got to show me. you got to help me. you got to lead me. you got to guide me. you got to do it, Lord, because I can't. God, I need you. I need you. Never arrive. We can't. We can't. When we arrive, we are in a dangerous place. Because we become 
It's too important in the most dangerous spot there is, and it's right here. Because we think we're somebody, and everybody else looks at us like, who cares what you think, because I think the same thing. You see, I'm a rock star in my head. Who cares? I'm Superman in my head. Who cares? I'm the best in my head. Who cares? See how useless it is? Well done, my good and faithful servant. Father God, help us. Father God, help us. God, we never arrive. God, help us to seek you and hunger for you and run after you. God, we mess up. We fall short. We get weak. God, we make mistakes. We do things that's so foolish, Lord. We, we hear it. We know it. It's as clear as can be. We hear it. And Lord, your word even tells us fools despise it. And Lord, we go out and our application is foolish. Our life looks foolish because we live it apart from you. We, we decide apart from you. We choose apart to you. Apart from you, God, we put all that effort and all that energy and all that time Apart from you, how foolish, God, how foolish. Lord, help us, Lord, help us, Lord, help us. God, we pray for wisdom. We pray for wisdom. God, I pray for wisdom for these students on this front row, that you would guide their thoughts, guide their hearts, guide their decisions, guide their choices. God, around this room, the same request, the same desire, the same, Lord, Hunger and passion and pursuit for you is ours, Lord. Forgive us, forgive us, forgive us. Lord, for wasting our time, for wasting our days, for wasting moments. God, bless this room. Bless this group, Lord. Bless this body. We will give you praise. We will give you honor and glory in Christ's name. Amen.